I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Hello, everyone. It's Girls Talk Ag. We have Jen and Karen here today. And in the spirit of me watching the Olympic opening ceremonies, I thought I'd kick off this episode and ask you gals if you could participate in any Olympic sport, what would it be? I don't know. Is sleeping one? I don't know. Okay, so I'm just going to admit that I get fairly involved in my own world here. Must be the Summer Olympics since it's July. <laughs> I don't even know. Is that horrible? It was supposed to be last year, and they moved it to this year because of the pandemic. Oh, so we're we're in the Summer Olympics. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what Summer Olympic sports are. Somebody, I, I, if I had to pick, I'd pick gymnastics and swimming. Probably swimming and are then those gymnastics. Both summer Olympics. Yep. Yep. Gymnastics are summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the diving. I think that's pretty cool. I've always been a fan of the diving. Yeah. Yeah. Gymnastics. I I would have to be my, when I was a little kid, I took gymnastics. So I would have to pick gymnastics, but, um, I don't know. Spectator. (laughs) I could be a good spectator. Where are they this year? How about Tokyo? Oh, so the opening ceremonies, um, Friday morning, but it's really Friday night there. So it started at like 6.55. And I think it took a couple hours. But that's going to mess with my schedule. I hope they don't do gymnastics in the middle of the night. I'm not going to stay up and watch that. Yeah, I assume the opening ceremonies were tonight. They're going to re-air it tonight. Oh, okay. It was really this morning. Yeah, it was really in the morning. There was no way I was getting up early this morning. I barely made so, it this. <laughs> at our county fair, they had Ag Olympics. So that's in the spirit of it. Our Johnson County Fair does the Ag Olympics. So I have a friend whose son, his goal is to swim in the Paris Olympics. Nice. So, yeah. That's That'd be awesome. Is that, Brady? Surreal. is that Brady? Yes. Yeah. So one of his um, club teammates is actually in the Olympics this year. Is that one right? Of long, one of the long distance swimmers is in his um, his local club there in Indianapolis. Wow. Isn't that weird to think about? Like, you could potentially know somebody in the Olympics. That's I don't awesome. know. Which, which I think kind of brings us around to today's subject is that we we get to watch all of this happen from Tokyo and like, I know that we've always been able to watch the Olympics, but they've been like recorded and aired. And um, now we can watch them anytime live. Um, mm-hmm. if we don't have rural broadband, um, which is another subject we want to talk about. Um, as I sit here on my computer, we have fairly good internet. Now I will tell you that we live like, I can see the lights of Indianapolis. Internet still sucks. Um, I don't know how I can have so much traffic past my house and so many people move in and develop farm ground and still not have good internet. I mean, come on, give me something. I really don't know if I have good internet or not. I don't know. 
I live on the edge of town mm-hmm. and the local um, network um, cooperative, they have cables buried. So I like to think I have good internet, but probably not as good as like if you were living in a city somewhere, probably. So I'm like probably in the middle. Our town upgraded, so we have the fiber optic one. So usually it's pretty good, but um, sometimes it flickers in and out. And I don't know if that's maybe my router thing or what, but it's usually pretty good. We we have uh, we do not have fiber optic. Ours comes off of a grain leg, <laughs> uh, the satellite dish off a grain leg. Um, Fiber optic is literally within reaching distance of us, but it would have to come across uh, 65, the interstate. They'd have to go under the interstate, and I'm not sure that they've invested in that yet. Um, Although, I don't know how they haven't with all the warehouses around here. I'm sure they need it. So, I don't know. But we're going to talk internet. Good, bad, ugly. Right, guys? Good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all there. It's all a lot of it came to light, you know, particularly with the pandemic and those areas that didn't have good internet really couldn't have school from, you know, Mm -hmm. school from home. And a lot of people had issues working from home. Yeah. I think we take the internet for granted sometimes. I know I do. And I remember last when my sister, she's a teacher, when she was working from home, I'd be like, Hey, I have a zoom call. So I need the internet. Yeah. (laughs) And then I remember back to when I was younger, we had dial up. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't use the computer and the telephone at the same time. So your computer time was limited to like 15 minutes. I think I got daily or expensive. something like that. Yeah. I could just hear the dial up now in my head. <laughs> so, so while this is going on and the internet is a big thing now that people can work from home, how many companies do you think are going to shut down major offices um, here, they, the largest employer here in this area has them coming in one day a week. Hmm. They're staggering them, but they're coming in one day a week. So. so if you had your choice, if you were work for a major company and not for yourself, like we all three do, would you want to go back into the office or are you more of a work from home kind of person? Like this is ideal. I enjoy this. I haven't gone to an office since 2003, so. Right. Right. Um, I think it depends, you know, it depends on the person. You know, some kids do really well on internet for school and some kids don't. Some adults work really well from home and others don't. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to have the best of both worlds. And I believe companies are going to have to be more flexible now. When a kid is sick and someone has to stay home, you, you can work from home. I've done both and I like the structure of going into an office, but I'm the type of creative person is I can't work in the same environment every day. Like that's why I go to coffee shops. That's why I have to change my environment like every day. Pandemic hurt me in a way of I had to work from home. I couldn't go to a coffee shop and my creativity was hurt by that a lot because I just couldn't. I have never had a home office space. Um, because we just didn't have enough rooms in this house for three kids and an office space. And um, then Casey went away to Iowa and then Emmy finally got her own room. And then Emmy went away to Ball State and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm taking over your room and I made myself an office. And I'm like, Kelsey, I'm like, I need that change up. So like 
I, I don't think I've worked in my office since the weather's been nice. Uh, but I was in there all winter and it was, it was good. And then now I have to work on one of the porches or like this week we've had the county fair. So I've had my computer at the fair and I don't necessarily have to have office space. I just have to, I have to be mobile. I need to get mm -hmm. up and move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things I wanted when I started working for myself, which will be a year in August since I went full time. That's one of the things I want, really wanted was mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm not anti-development, but but I don't want everything developed. But I think rural internet is, is just everywhere. Internet's going to be 10 times more important nowadays. So while we're speaking of rural broadband, let's talk about social media. I, what I do want to talk about real quick is the people who are doing the YouTube videos and the um, reels and the TikToks and are making money off of it because there are people making money off of it or maybe not so much like in hand cash, but, um, and I, I think kickbacks is, is a bad word. Is kickbacks a bad word? I don't even know what they're it means. They're getting paid. I mean, paid or or they're getting something in return for their efforts. Can I just say that from having my own website and and doing things like that, you guys, that is hard work. And I know that people see these videos um, and see people getting things in return for them. Yeah, millennial farmer, um, that five Marys. I know, I know that they do. You guys, those are hard work. Making those videos, mm -hmm. editing those videos, um, takes time away from your actual farming, and and some of those, and I don't, for some reason, kickbacks always sounds like a bad word to me when they, but that some of that stuff that they get is their form of payment for their work and time and effort. And I mm -hmm. think that we sit back and watch these in our spare time or, or while we're sitting in our living room doing nothing and we think, oh, they're getting free stuff. Why can't I get free stuff? You have to work for that free stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not an overnight thing. It's not an overnight thing. I think it's easy for us to sit back and say, oh my gosh, they got the use of a tractor. Well, do you know how many hours they put into editing those videos and taking the time to make them and, mm -hmm. and doing that. And I think that, I think that sometimes we forget how much time those takes. If you watch Sandy Brock's uh, YouTube videos there, she has several where she tells you she'll get up at 4am, you know, to do some video editing because she still has a full day's worth of work to do with the sheep or mm -hmm. on the farm. Yeah. Um, it can be a full-time job. And I think that, and I'm guilty of it as anybody else. I'm like, oh man, how did they get that? And I'm like, well, because I was probably watching YouTube videos while they were out working for it. <laughs> well, um, I will, I will say as a videographer myself, aspiring full-time podcaster, <laughs> um, not only is it a lot of work, but those video software, you have to take time to learn how to edit. It's not like you magically just edit something. There's hours put into doing that as well. And time is what has hindered me from starting my YouTube channel. That's what I want to eventually do. 
It's just, it requires a lot of time and effort and I don't have that time right now, but I got to prioritize it somehow. Maybe I should start waking up at 4 a.m. I don't think so. See, and I'm not a 4 a.m. person. Like, and I'm a morning person. Like I'll do, I can do 4 a.m. before I can do 10 o'clock at night, but that is a lot of computer work. And, and, and let's be honest, Kelsey does all the computer work for this and she can, she can admit to it. It's, it's, it's a job. It, being a podcaster, YouTuber can be a full-time job. I and- mean, I just actually, and, and this will tell you why we've had this whole conversation um, today and you're going to hear one cohesive podcast and Kelsey will probably spend, tell me how many, two hours trying to piece this all together because we started on one platform, had a little bit of trouble. Then we went to another platform and then there's pieces we have to cut out. And then we had a whole conversation and I said to her, wait, can you add this back into the other part? Mm -hmm. So she'll spend time cutting this out and pasting it back into that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a, a secret. It, Jen and I are the slackers on this podcast. Oh, it's a slacker. It's a skill. It's a skill. And, that, it, and I think that's what we have to remember is that it is a skill and that we don't all possess the same skills. And you can't sit back and say, oh my God, they're making money on social media. Well, it looks like it's easy and it looks like it's fun, but it's not. You know, and it's hard to do stuff for free when that is your craft. It is because it's it's time consuming. It is time consuming. And Kelsey will put, Kelsey will put a lot. She's already put a lot of hours in for each podcast. How many hours do you think you put in Kelsey for each podcast for us? Mm, At least two. And that's not including the conversation time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's about an hour. So three. And we're, and we started at 10 this morning and it's almost 10 53 right now. So she will put in three hours each time we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the minimum. If you ask me, because I couldn't do what you do. And I will say a little PSA. If you're looking for a podcast editor, anyone out there, See, call me. Dude, I call her mom and she's like, Oh, don't call me mom. I'm like, no, that is like the biggest compliment ever because you, you. you keep us in order. Cause Karen and I, we don't, we don't have that skill. I will say, so our county fair, well, so where I am, we have our 4-H fair and we have our county fair. They're two different things where I'm from. And um, this year, the animals could not come back for the livestock sale. And I was there with Walton. We webcasted the 4-H fair. And I took 12 hours and video editing the... um, all the species. There was 27 steers, 27 market animals, just 27 steers, four goats, quite, there's a lot of pigs. I don't remember exactly how many, but it was a lot of work to do. And I was more than happy to do it because I wanted those kids to show off their animals that they've been working so hard on all year long. But it's definitely, if I can hit anything home, it's, it's a lot of hard work but then it's also good work and it's I want to have it any other way if I could edit audio or if I could edit video all day I would because I find joy in that that's awesome so that's where I dropped the mic bye <laughs> no for reals like if if 
this is not in my skill set. And um, Angie did it for Karen and I for how many years? And and now we have Kelsey. Um, Karen and I just like to talk, don't we, Karen? <laughs> Armin is texting us. Damn him. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I can't, I'm not an editor. I mean, and honestly, my plate is full between actual work, children and teaching and volunteering and all the other stuff I can't say no to. <laughs> and that's where I'm at with this. I mean, like there are people who can just pull in and do stuff. And I'm, and I'm like, everybody has a skill set. Let's utilize those people. Let's give them credit where credit is due. And, um, and be kind humans. I guess that's where I kind of want to end this is, is that social media is a nasty place. Let's make it a nice place. I don't, I don't understand why, why we feel like it's okay to be mean to somebody behind a screen that smiled to them in person. I don't, mm -hmm. don't be a douchebag. That's, that's been our, our go-to line since day one at Girls Talk Ag. Just don't be a douchebag online or offline. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Let's go there <laughs> and hire Kelsey. And she's hire awesome. me. <laughs> as long as she still has time to do our podcast. Right. right? Yeah. yeah don't, don't commit. <laughs> I'm working on a couple other podcast projects. I said that on the last one and I'm still working on them, but we're getting closer. So once those things happen, I'll definitely share them. Of course. So let's share all the good. Well, and Personally, I appreciate the podcasting, the YouTubing and all that, because a lot of it I use in class. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether it's, I did use Millennial Farmer. He did a really great um, video of his entire grain setup from beginning to end. And I know some other teachers who have also used that specific video. Um, there's a lot from some of the major companies. There's a lot from extension. Um so there's a lot of good stuff out there. Great resources. Yep. And we and we can start tagging some of those on on our social media channels too. You know, when we have time. The Crop Protection Network has some really great videos for field crop scouting. And I think that's the key. Like that is farmer focused. If someone mm -hmm. is doing something that is consumer focused, don't judge. Just don't watch it if you don't need to watch it. Don't scroll on by. Scroll on. That's scroll what we on. should name this, scroll on, except scroll we don't on. scroll on past us. But I like scroll on. Scroll on. It could be a full on campaign. Yep. And I have the Alabama song in my head. <laughs> oh, roll on. Roll oh, on. yeah. We could make a meme. It's funny. How many times have we talked about social media, Karen, and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly for agriculture? I feel like this is a subject that we just have to keep reiterating with people or going over like I, some people get so I don't want to sound like a bitch I think we get so caught up in our own worlds we sometimes forget that the internet may not have written laws or rules but being a kind human is kind of one of those that we kind of tend to forget that that we got a lot going on and people have a lot going on am I making sense not really well, and I think people assume, like farmers assume when they see other farmers making videos that they're speaking for them. And that's yeah, not the case. I think that's what I mean. And, and I think we tend to forget, we get so caught up that you're speaking for yourself. No one says they're speaking for the entire 
community of ag, we're allowed to speak for ourselves as part of the agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot going on. I know Kelsey like had a big long list of people that is on YouTube and Instagram stories and TikTok. Are you a TikToker? TikTok. You know, I'm trying. Steve Pittstick keeps sending me like get into TikTok. I'm like, dude, I can't keep up with what I got going on now. Yeah, Steve uh-huh. sent me the TikTok too, but I haven't been on it lately. I'm like, I cannot keep up with what I got going on now. I've never made an Instagram reel. I, I can't. I don't even know what I'm supposed to make them about. I don't or, even have Instagram. Or or somebody like, oh, I don't know, maybe my husband is screaming, put the phone down and move the hogs while I'm, you know, thinking that a Saturday Night Live fever dance move down the hog aisles would be fun, but I don't know how they do it, honestly. I only watch TikTok during harvest season, really, when I'm either in the combine or driving the grain cart and I'm waiting on someone. I'm like, oh, I'll just go through TikTok because I took Facebook off my phone. So I got to have something to occupy myself instead of just sitting there. So um, so who are your favorite TikTokers? I don't, re- I don't follow anyone. I just scroll through it. And like I search by hashtags, like there's the hashtag farming TikTok I've looked through. Some of the videos they're funny, but they're stupid. I, I watch YouTube, but then I get tired of it. And then I, I stop watching it because a lot of people are to daily vlogging, which they just vlog. So a video blog of their daily activities. And sometimes they're just doing the same thing. So I'm like, oh, this is monotonous. And then I stop watching anymore. So um, I think that's interesting because um, a number one first person that comes to mind with that is Sandy Brock. Sheepishly me, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. What else is there? Twitter. I does Sandy have a TikTok? I don't know. Amazing. Should. Yeah, amazing. And but I ha- what I tell myself when I watch Sandy's stuff is that, or anybody's stuff on on any of those channels is that. I am in agriculture and they're not, ta- they're not always talking to me. They're talking to people who like Sandy is either raising sheep, looking for information or people who are not in agriculture. I think those of us in agriculture get so caught up because we're so immersed in it that we're watching agriculture going, why are they doing that? Don't we all know that? And being shitty. And, and that's really like, if you're doing informational videos or trying to connect with the consumer, they're not really talking to, to us within us. I mean, we've been told for years, we don't need to preach to the choir Mm -hmm. yet. We're watching other people and complaining that they're preaching to the choir when they're probably not. Agcom 101, first you identify who your target audience is and make sure you stick with that. So if your goal is to talk to consumers, Talk to consumers, but you can't talk to them in a way you talk to farmers or ranchers. And I think that we as farmers sometimes just assume everyone's talking to us and we're constantly judging each other on how we're doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's not really very nice. <laughs> yeah. I think we're our own harshest critics. We are, and we're, and we're, and within the industry, we're, yeah, we're not just hard on ourselves personally, but we're hard on each other as well, which is kind of crappy. 
I think people just need to think of it like podcasts and YouTube channels and Instagram. You just have to think of it like TV shows. I don't like every TV show out there. Not every TV show out there is for me. There are some I like and I find the ones I like and there's enough room for everyone to find what they like and just let them watch and listen to what they want. So I know Karen doesn't have Instagram, but Kelsey, you, you are on Instagram. Do you watch five Marys? Um, no, I've heard of her, but no, I don't follow her or follow the five. I I'll admit 100%. I want to go live with her, be her, be one of her children. Like I grew up on a farm, but I just want to go out there. It's the most beautiful place. And they look like they're always having fun. And, um, she does, and she has a massive, massive following. I want, I want to go out there. Just if I disappear, that's probably the first place Chris and the kids are. <laughs> you need to go look there. My, my take on all of this is when I was in high school and college, everyone said, tell your story. Yeah. Tell your story. Tell your story. Tell your story. Tell your story. Like they and, branded that on your Oh ass. my gosh. That's yeah. Tell your story. Well, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to tell their story. And I can think of my husband is one of them. He's um, like, will you quit talking on the internet? No one cares. And, you know, you, I applaud those that have started YouTube channels, podcasts, because they're being innovative and want to not only put their own story, but other people's stories out there and be transparent, be vulnerable, which is huge to put yourself out there like that. Cause you're open up for comments. People on YouTube are mean. They are. Is that right? Yeah. Because people can just comment. They're hiding behind a desktop computer, laptop, whatever. I know some YouTubers that are not in the agriculture realm and they get torn apart sometimes based on the things they're doing. And I've watched two YouTubers within the past week saying, I don't really want to do YouTube anymore because people are mean on here. And, um, and there's also the privacy too. I know yeah. well, um, that, internet, that's a huge issue. The internet made everyone entitled. That's my word this week. I've used that a lot. County fair week. So, you know, um, the internet made everyone entitled. No, no, I said that wrong. The internet made everyone feel like they were entitled. They're entitled to give their opinion on every single thing, which mm-hmm fine you are um people don't have to listen I don't think people understand that like delete 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 I've never been one to delete like negative comments mean comments you're out of here now if you have something like oh we don't really like fish so we never eat it good for you whatever did you need to comment on that probably not does it hurt my feelings no I don't, I don't get the entitlement that people feel right now. Well, people think well, they can do know, it because they won't get in trouble for it. If you don't care about the person's opinion of what you're watching, then they probably don't care about your opinion either. And yeah. you should just scroll on. Yeah, and that's, that's the truth. The, the scroll on thing is a mentality that a lot of people lack, I think. Um, I'll be honest. Chris Campbell lacks the scroll on. He, he'll get stuck on something and I'll be like, 
has nothing to do with you. Doesn't affect you in the least. But they said this and I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. You're using mental space in your head. It's taking up limited space in your head on something that yeah. you can't do anything about and doesn't affect you in the least. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that that only gives those people more power because the less people scroll past meanness and nastiness, the more power those people have. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, you, I say, but, and don't get me wrong, I get caught up on piddly shit, but <laughs> the scrolling on is, is important. It's, I, it's, it's something you need to learn. And, and who would have thought that that would be something we would have to teach our kids, you know? Well, just imagine even five, 10, 20 years down the road. Yeah. That scares me. I, I get scared for my future children. Sometimes you can't guard against that. No. But yeah. internet's a deep black hole. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I think there's layers of it that the three of us have never even contemplated are there. Yeah. Uh, we can't even imagine the layer that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can ignore people. Ask my kids and husband. I'm really good at ignoring people. So I don't get caught up in that. And, and to be quite honest, on all of my social media channels, I don't have enough followers to bring in that really negative component i don't i don't i don't have enough followers to be hated is that weird i don't i don't know um just mention the word dicamba jen you can get a whole lot of haters right away there you go see karen has her whole dicamba group um but i just i don't have enough followers on any of my social media channels and and to be honest i don't have the tolerance for it Mm -hmm. um i don't I don't think I've ever, I mean, if I get like a, like a, who, what was it the other day? I got some message from some wanting to know if I needed a sugar daddy and like people are like, I don't need messages like that. I'm like, if you buy me cows, I have told Birdo to stop yeah, bringing all those messages. <laughs> I'm like, if a sugar daddy wants to buy me cows, Chris would be really happy. And I think it would be work well for all of us. I've gotten those messages on Instagram and they terrify me. So I block them. <laughs> and, and that's what you do. And that's what, and, and, and I think it's different. You and I are what we're almost 25 years difference in age. I mm-hmm. think that, that, that is also part of it, that I'm at a don't, I have zero fucks to give right now at 51. So you're not no one's messaging me lewd things. And if they are, I'm like, dude, have you seen my profile picture? Because, <laughs> you know, not in I, I always wonder, though, with everything that's going on, you know, you see Mark Zuckerberg on Capitol Hill, the owner of Twitter. What if those sites were to get shut down tomorrow? What yeah. would we do? Well, and, and what would we do? But I think the world would keep turning. Oh, it definitely would. And I, I, 
I'd be okay with it, to be honest, a little bit. I mean, yeah, it would suck. Some friends I don't get to be in touch with, but really in the past six months, I've really tried to become an old soul and call or text people more. Like a lot of my college friends, I just call them more just to catch up because we don't catch up on Facebook. We just see the highlight reel, honestly, or on Instagram, wherever it may be. I'm a texter anyway. People there are lots of people who use that Facebook messenger and I have a couple of people I talk to on it, but if you, if you want my attention or need me, I'm right here for you. Text me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, um, I don't, I, I have a hard time because they made it harder to get onto Facebook messenger. Cause now you have to have their messenger app on your phone. So I don't need a bunch of apps on my phone. Um, like Twitter, you can still get to your DMs through the Twitter app. You don't have a have to have a separate app. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued now, though, just thinking of everyone that has podcasts. You would probably still be fine, like if social media were to shut down tomorrow because podcast is hosted on an entirely different platform. But like YouTube, people make a living off of YouTube. But they would just lose that. Yeah. There's like all kinds of sites out there. We don't even, half of us don't even know exist. Like what was it? I know, I know like a long time ago it was MySpace, but what was the one that people were pissed off at Facebook and said, move over to parlor parlor. That's it. Look at you, Karen. All I think that was with- Twitter and they told them get off Twitter. And, um, I mean, you got parlor there. There was another one too. I, I I think there's millions out there we don't even know exist that are trying to compete that if Facebook went under, I think somebody else would pick it up right away and start something else. Now, how we find out if they don't post it on Facebook is a bigger question (laughs) now that I think about it. I just think we rely on it too much and we should be trying to find different ways to connect with people that just isn't on social media. That's my whole uh, thing about it. And, you know, I, I post stuff on Facebook um, because I like the time hop thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think, is it time hop on Facebook? Memories. Memories. Where is time hop? It used to be on Facebook. Okay. But um, yeah, I make sure all those are in my phone first because I don't, if like say if Facebook goes under, I don't want them having all my pictures and not being able to get them back. Yeah. My phone does this thing. I have an iPhone. My phone does this thing where every day it says on this day, today's highlights. It does on this day, but, but mine shows me today's highlights and they're never exactly from this day. Like some of them are six months ago. Some of them are three years ago, but not from this day. They're just, you know, random pictures. It's kind of cool. You know what we should normalize again? printing photos you know what i had to um our county fair was this week and i did a um a meet pete thing reading and i do um homemade play-doh and so i made up uh recipe cards with my homemade play-doh recipe on it to give to the kids and parents and um i sent them to walmart and like their photo printing area is now part of their i mean it's just this little thing and they have one little drawer to hand you pictures out of because nobody prints photos anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I want to do that again because just think I of see all them the millions more on my of photos that I would if they were printed. And then I have to agree with Karen. I I went back. Emmy Lou turned twenty two yesterday, and um, like all of her tiny little pictures that I loved so much when she was tiny are printed. So I only can go back. So I so when I went to do the Facebook thing, I just had my phone. I didn't have you know all of her baby pictures, but. Um, I don't know. It's so there's advantages to both and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Well, like we said earlier, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the internet is always a topic of discussion, but it's always evolving and what we see and what we hear. Like I had texted you guys the other day. What are you hearing on ag Twitter? Because I don't follow ag Twitter at all. I'm barely on Twitter sometimes just depends on the day people seem to be getting along on ag twitter don't they karen yeah i mean it depends if you as long as you block the right people and mute the other ones you're it's fine (laughs) i think recently chris of course is a twitter addict i mean his face is always in twitter um you know the markets are hot right now Weather. weather we are right now we are have and have nots i can't believe how really and I've been to both in the last two days. Yeah. Like we don't have a sweet spot, do we, Karen? Like they always say, oh, you're the garden spot. I'm not sure we have one right now. Um, a little farther north of you is probably doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Our beans are suffering from water, in my opinion. Too much. Yeah. Our beans are are short. I hope they're going to produce, but they are suffering from too much water. I drove around Minneapolis um, on the bypass and literally their lawns were brown and crispy. Mm. And that's something. And normally this time of year, County Fair, I don't have to worry about cutting the grass and our grass is overgrown. And I just keep cutting it and cutting it and cutting it. Um, yeah, there. Um, I was up in Minnesota and North Dakota and it was supposed to be 95 plus, but they were lucky as lucky as you can be that the wildfire smoke had come in and didn't allow the temperatures to get that hot. So they're hanging on for another week here. So we'll see how that goes. We had wildfire smoke here in Indiana. I don't even know how that happens, but they were like, it was hazy the other day and they're like wildfire smoke. And I'm like, that's bizarre. Mm -hmm. It was hazy in Fargo, but the smoke was, there must've had an inversion while we were in Minnesota because the smoke was like right at ground level. it was so bad that people were wearing masks and cases they were wearing it because the smoke was so heavy inside the building coming in through the doors every time someone opened it really that's that's funny that 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 would be like you could see that inversion if you oh you could see it at first we're looking we're like is that fog and then it got closer and we're like oh no that's that smells like fire (laughs) that's Where, where are the wildfires at i really don't know they're in Canada and then across the West, Oregon, um, I think maybe Idaho, Washington. Washington has quite a few. I haven't been watching the Weather Channel as religiously as I used to. Oh, one thing I do know, though, is our sweet corn is still not ready. That's it was ready down in Morton. That's been my following. Week. We planted it right when the other corn went in and um, maybe give it another week, but it really hasn't been that hot and humid around here to really get those big juicy ears, I think. Well, I am not an agronomist, but we have not had the growing degree days or units that we need. I don't think. What, Karen? 
Um, early on, we were behind, you know, the beans kind of stalled out and didn't really grow as fast as they normally would. Um, we've had a few hot weeks, but probably nothing consistent. So, I mean, we're just now pollinating in a lot of areas. Yeah. I know the crop <coughs> dusters have been going over my house. We uh, love to ride in any, in one of those. So we, we, um, had planned to hire all of our, we do all our own, uh, bean fungicide plan to hire ground rigs, uh, for corn fungicide, but we said be a week ago, we're recording on a Friday. So a week ago, we had so much, we had between, uh, about four inches of rain there was, and we had corn that needed fungicide. We had to bring in a helicopter this year. Um, and that was amazingly fascinating. Um, of course, my daughter works for Helena, so she does the logistics on that. And um, the guy was from Louisiana, landed in our backyard, and we got to talk to him, and then we got to watch him load on his truck, and it was awesome. Cool. Southern Helicopters. Uh, they have a Facebook page. They did a great job. I mean, that guy was like brushing tassels he was so low getting that fungicide right on it was awesome <laughs> all right guys i hope everybody okay. has a great week we'll be yep. back in two oh, we gotta do our shout outs to other people remember oh, oh yeah yep shout out karen do you have one go for it well i have a couple i guess obviously we already shouted out to sandy brock so even if you're not interested in learning about sheep she does have some really great videos and the other one I wanted to shout out was Crystal Blinn hooked me on to this company out of Iowa called Chilled that has freezer meals and they use local Iowa beef and whatnot. And it's actually very good. And for someone like me who doesn't always have a dinner plan, um, I just have to put it out the day before and it's all good. So if you're looking for easy meals that taste good, look up Chilled freezer meals out of Iowa. Now I'm going to have to go do that. Is it weird if you have a recipe food blog and you uh, <laughs> need meals delivered to your house? I don't think so. Everybody needs a day off. Yeah, that's called collaboration. Oh, see, I love that word. Makes me feel all powerful. Um, okay, so I'm going to give a shout out to Five Marys out in California. Um, their Instagram is makes me want to just like I said if I disappear that's where you'll find me um who else what else do we have of course I love Sandy um I don't know Kelsey you go and I'll see if I can come oh, I would say my last thing to leave you guys here with today is what I started with the Olympics take a moment watch the Olympics it only happens every four years um and just truly watch truly just watch it get your mind off it summer is just swinging by and we'll all be back in the fields before we know it with harvest but truly just take some time and just I, I like the camaraderie of the olympics you just get to watch a good sporting event and um just proud to be American I guess it's very patriotic but I'm excited just to watch them so I, I just encourage you to take some time and watch them too perfect all right you guys have a good have a good day have a good week god bless don't be a douchebag 
<laughs> can, you, can you say that after you say God bless? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.